It's Friday, and this is According to Callus, and I'm bringing you into the weekend. Well, I have heard from numerous sources that there is a race that's about to heat up in HD70. It appears the mediocre... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to be generous here, I really am... We're going to stick with mediocre. Uh, representative from the uh, city of McKinney is going to make an attempt, perhaps, to run for HD70. We still have a brand new HD60, which, of course, none of these lines are finalized yet, so we just don't know who's going to be in what district. As it stands right now, I am literally across the sea, a street, literally across the street from the open seat. Oh. If only I'd moved a one street further south. But as it is right now, it looks as if I'm going to be in the same district as the uh, former Scott Sanford uh, has vacated and my uh, friend Jim Herblin is running in. And apparently somebody that we uh, all know is considering challenging Jim. And, well, I will... I just have to say, fairly certain the uh, people of HD70 will not see fit to reward mediocre service in the city council with a opportunity to go down to Austin to represent us, being that the whole reason that Jim and even myself were considering running is because we already had less than stellar representation. Why would we want to go and put up a moderate noodle I don't know. I can't imagine that HD70 would be for that. Hey, I'm perfectly fine if uh, we can get Jim in there. If if it gets uh, messy, I, I still have some time. I can jump in and help fend off the uh, attack of the uh, moderate, mediocre, weak-kneed representation that may present itself. But ultimately, we have to decide what is best for HD60. I mean, this is kind of a unique spun around um, seat where there's no clear choice that I'm aware of of uh, individuals that are clamoring to run for it. Now, as I said, I could theoretically move across the street. I am in a lease house and I have that option, but we should wait just a little bit to first finalize the redistricting and second, determine uh, what our options are. But I'm curious, inquiring minds want to know, who's going to throw their hat in the ring for HD60? And then, you know, HD89 changed up a little bit. Is anybody going to challenge Candy? Good question. I would like to see it, which is not to say Candy's been bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I kind of think that every rep needs to be challenged every now and again, and seems to me that uh, now's as good a time as ever. And then, of course, there's HD67. The uh, <laughs> What in the world did they do with that? But, hey, not only do you get stuck with downtown McKinney, you also get Heritage Ranch. So those balance each other out. And if you're Jeff Leach, you're all about the balance, right? That should play to his favor. He is a strong candidate. We can be less than thrilled with some of the uh, representation we get. But Jeff does show up and Jeff does fight on the things that are important to Jeff. So there is that. And then there is 66, 
which is now apparently going to take the entire eastern, I'm sorry, the entire western edge of Collin County. That's an interesting looking district, but at least it makes a little more sense than 67 or 60. But yeah, be that as it may, uh, that should be a much safer, easier seat for Matt to hold. Uh, looks as if 67 will be a much safer and easier seat for Jeff to hold. 60 uh, kind of looks like it's a little bit up in the air, but assume it's going to have a Republican edge. But the question is, are we going to get weak-willed individuals that are going to be representing us? Or are we going to get somebody with a spine to go down the Austin for 60? And then there's the little piece of 33 that we got down to pick up Richardson and part of East Plano that's going to still be with uh, Rockwell. So <laughs> they're going to have Justin Holland forever there now. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, and then there's 89. We already kind of talked about it. I think that's probably going to be a good uh, safe seat for the uh, time being for Miss Noble or whoever the Republican is that gets the uh, nomination. So inquiring minds want to know, what are we going to do with our two open seats? Now, 70 is close to my heart. Uh, 70 is something that I had been eyeing up for quite some time. I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to go after Scott out of respect. And maybe, maybe just didn't want to play another Don Quixote race either. Uh, but then that leaves us with 60. There is no re- current representative there. There is no clear front runner yet. And again, we still don't have the finalized lines. So pay attention. This could get interesting. Who knows? <laughs> you know, the, well, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to date myself beyond my years here. But the, uh, the phrase, who knows the, what evil lurks in the hearts of men, is actually a biblical question. But the tagline was used in a radio show called The Shadow. And uh, it was kind of a uh, interesting movie with Alec Baldwin, you know, like 20 some odd years ago. But who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The Shadow knows. <laughs> Can't even do it justice. But hey, it's fun. It was an enjoyable movie. Pretty darn good radio show. And the idea is, is we just don't know. I would like to have a better idea. You know, the way that most of the cities are split up with multiple reps now, that's kind of a interesting thing, but I guess it makes sense. I mean, you don't want uh, any one rep that's completely tied to any one city, I guess. Uh, they're going to represent the county and rep- hopefully represent the county well. Uh, we've had pretty decent representation. They haven't been as forceful as I would like. They haven't been as determined as I would have liked, but when given the opportunity, they generally vote the right way. So we'll see if we can do better. Get a little bit more of a firebrand in 70 and maybe a little uh, little bit of a firebrand in 60. Maybe we uh, pull the others along for the ride. We'll wait and see. You know, I can only hope that we improve our lot, but running mediocre, moderate, municipal people to represent us in Austin 
doesn't seem to be like a good fit. doesn't seem to be like a very, mm, let's call it positive Republican experience or certainly conservative constitutional uh, excitement. I see neither there. You know, uh, one of the things that I noticed is uh, my friend Jim has already got the endorsement from the five-star plan people, which is great. Kudos for him. Uh, not to mention he had something like 70% of the precinct chairs were supporting him over the incumbent, which may or may not have had something to do with the fact that the incumbent bowed out. Be interesting to see what happens going forward. But in a truly Republican primary, HD70 should be pretty hard. Right, should be. We're going to show up or are we going to saddle ourselves with a milk toast, moderate municipal mediocre representative don't know let's see what happens i'll just say that i would be remiss if i were to uh, not point out that hd 70 is not off the table certainly needs to be kept there as a possibility there is still one other thing lingering that waiting for absolute confirmation on and then, of course, there's the whole question of what are we going to do with 60? And I'm going to keep coming back to that. What are we going to do with 60? Is there a solid person out there, guy or a gal, if you'll pardon the uh, alliteration, with uh, that, who's going to stand in the gap? Who's going to fight the good fight? I wonder, do we have that person? Some were waiting in the wings. I mean, it was no surprise that they rode out uh, in the Senate district that, uh, you know, Shelley Luther is no longer going to be able to run against Drew. But, hey, like we didn't see that one coming. And it kind of looked like my friend Jim wasn't going to be able to run in 70. That would have been really a kick in the head. But for the moment, we've dodged that bullet. But we'll see because they haven't finished it yet. It's just a whole series of unknowns. And as we go into a weekend, we want to be on a positive note. So as a positive note, I'm positive that Joe Biden will not be reelected. I am positive that the current majority in the Senate will not hold. I am positive that Texas will lift its head at some point in the near future. But while we're talking about things that I'm positive about, I am positive it would be best for our country. Now I want you to follow with me for just a minute. Instead of doing a Texit, how about we bring about a Calix? Calix, right? We just toss California out of the Union. I mean, all you all you people that are afraid of leaving the Union in Texas, I mean how much better off would we be if we tossed California? I mean, that's a better object. I mean, e- or a better option, I should say. Even the Supreme Court, in their infinite wisdom, understands that the union can toss another member. That'd be the Texas v. White case that you all like to throw around so much. So if we could toss California, hey, man, how much better off would we be? Hey, and it if we're, while we're at it, we want to go ahead and split Oregon and Washington State into two separate states and let the western portion go join Cali. Hey, I'm okay with that too. 
I mean, as long as we have access to the Snake River, I'm pretty sure we can make it work. Just saying. We'd still have two coasts. And we'd have Alaska. And, you know, if, if we're really lucky, maybe a good chunk of the Northeast will follow California out. We can just call it a lib exit. <laughs> Left it. Left it. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. We got to be positive, right? I mean, all is not lost. It's all good. We all know who wins in the end. But we have to act like we're occupying. We have to be positive. We have to show up. And all too often, conservatives just gripe and complain and stay home. I mean, even the constitutionalists get beaten down, especially when they're corporate conservative buddies always let them down I mean is there any wonder that everybody feels dejected and like we've lost and wants to give up I don't I feel confident I feel confident that tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday and that the day after is going to be better still and why because we're going to make it happen we're going to do the work we're going to make those things happen I'm confident that the young kids today see the follies of socialism. They see the follies of the abuse and the entitlement that their grandparents and great-grandparents have brought about. I'm confident that whether it's the millennials or the Zoomers or whatever we want to call them that follow them, right? Because we know it's not the millennials, but the millennials are learning. I mean, Gen X was slammed on for a long, long time, but now Gen X is you know, kind of leading the charge that country's not a good place we need to do something about it so we're trying to get the kids the millennials and the zoomers or the gen z or whatever we're going to call them to give us a hand there's a lot of work to be done we can do it we can we can reclaim our country don't give up don't give up the ship you know the little phrase about being darkest before the dawn well that may be true but it's still not even midnight i mean yeah it's rough it's dark it's you know, there's a lot of uh, sketchy things going on right now, but it'll get better. We can make it better. We just have to show up to the fight. We just have to do what is right. We have to lead by example. Sometimes that means Texas first. Sometimes that means Texas forever. But Texas should always lead. Texas leads. That'd be a pretty good tagline. I'm going to have to remember that one. Texas leads. And If you're not going to be leading as a Texan, then you're going to be left behind. I came to Texas to be a Texan. I would like to keep Texas Texan. And just because we have to absorb people from Cali and Central and South America and apparently now Haiti and the Northeast, I say we baptize them Texans. And if they don't want it, they can go to Cali. They can go to Arizona. They can go to New Mexico. I don't know if they want to go to Louisiana. Maybe the Haitians would be all right there, but I don't know. Louisiana is kind of iffy, but you know. In any case, they speak a similar language, Creole. Okay, come on. Give me a break. Um, but, hey, Texas leads. We can do this. We can make this happen. We just got to show up. We got to remind 
those chumps, the swamp or whatever you want to call them, we got to remind them that we're not cowards, that we're not giving up, we're not going away, and we got to show up to each and every fight that comes down the pike. we got to make our presence known. Now, don't do anything foolish. Don't cross the lines in the sand. Don't, don't incite anything, but just our presence, our stern looks, our willingness to be seen goes a long, long way. You know, perhaps people are willing to write off Virginia because they took down the statue of Lee. And it's it's terrible that they want to eliminate their own history. Arguably one of the greatest men ever from Virginia. And that puts them in the league with Washington, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. These are some major, major players that came out of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, and to pretend that Lee needs to be kicked to the side and is an embarrassment, is a mess, it's a joke, it's a huge mistake. I mean, I, oh, I forgot about George Mason, forgive me, but there are so many important figures, so many great thinkers, so many involved, motivated individuals that came out of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And we're not, they're not doing themselves any favors. Yeah, some some history is embarrassing. Some, th- some things that happened, whether it was in your name or in your great-grandparents' names, that was, that's embarrassing, but it's still there. You have to own it. You have to move forward. I mean, it's like the idea that certain people ought not wear spandex but if they have enough confidence and they own it, arguably they pull it off. Arguably. If if you're the Commonwealth of Virginia and some people are upset because, you know, Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson, or actually I don't think Jackson was from Virginia, no, I think about it. But any of those guys from that era should be just kicked to the curb because of one issue. It's just just foolish. It's a canard. They're not going to stop there. They're going to plunge the dagger into all of history. They're going to purge everything out if we allow it. Brian McClanahan says, you just need to tell them, no, shut up. I don't know if that's going to fly, but in Texas, just walk away. Nah, we're not interested. But we'll wait and see what happens. Got another uh, fall coming upon us here. Some cool months. Enjoy a little bit of downtime. The election season is right around the corner. We have work to do. We have people to raise up. And we've got to do better than the mediocre, middle of the road, moderate municipal candidates that we're going to see trotted out before us. We need somebody with fire in their belly to go down in Austin and advocate for the rights and the liberties of the people of Cowan County. It doesn't have to be me. It could be you. It could be your friend down the street. But we need a strong advocate for liberty. We need somebody that's going to remember Texas leads. Well, friends, it's Friday. I'm in a good mood. And I hope I cheered you up just a little bit there. Let's go forth. Let's enjoy it. 
And as they say at church, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I will see you on Monday, which is the other way of saying I'll see you on the other side. Good night.